St. James. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Larry Gatos. Yeah, I vehemently disagree. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Speaking up for Arizona. Yeah, that's a total middle finger to the Valley. I don't like it. Seriously, one more like that and I'm going to scream. KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Oh, it's a new era in afternoons at KTAR. Welcome to Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos, the inaugural show, my friend. How are you? <laughs> Welcome back to KTAR. Thank you. Welcome home, my friend. I sincerely appreciate it, and I, I certainly feel at home. It's great to be here in the studio with you. Hey, uh, Becky Lynn, uh, I have to bring this up. Oh. 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 So oh. the wise man and I are in the office, you know, we're in the office or a little bit early and I'm sitting there and we we're starting to work and we're waiting for Bruce to come. And then, you know, and the door is closed. It's just me and the wise man. We knock on the door. Yeah. And so I, I come on in and then it's Bruce and he <laughs> walks in and I said, dude, you work here now. Yeah, it's oh. your office. Why are you just barging to closed doors? Like, barge in. No. It's got your name you on it. You guys could have been sitting there talking crap about me. Make I would it. like to finish it out. We were talking crap of about you. Of course you were. But that's, you know, they, no more that's knocking. That's the beauty of it. Okay, There's so no knocking. don't knock on closed doors. That's right. That's Come right. Come on. We're raised in a barn. <laughs> so I thought that was just funny. Well, he was just being polite on the first Thank day. You. I guarantee you tomorrow. I will be polite will be and from here on out. He's right. not going to be polite for the next three hours. He will never be polite. Oh, that's true. He's not going to be polite for three hours, and neither am I. The polite threshold is now over. All right. Have at it. Have at it. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to have Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema at uh, 445. She's got the new border deal. We're going to talk about it. Uh, We're going to figure out if it's any good, if it's going to pass. I just think this might be her way of saying this is I've just put my best foot forward Mm -hmm. and and you guys aren't going to pass it. I'm out. But we can we can talk about you know, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, um, congressmen senators representatives who've who've done similar things. It just said, I came here to solve problems. Yeah, nobody wants to solve any problems. <laughs> I can go do something else. Yeah. Uh, so I was on a plane last night oh. and I saw. Uh, there were a bunch of weird people on the plane. Like we could talk about that later too. There's a, a guy. Yeah. A guy had like his blankie over his head for like two really? hours on the plane. A blankie. A blankie. And I, anyway, I'm on the plane uh-huh. and, and I'm 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 getting some Wi-Fi and I see that the that the border deal came. Okay, down. good. So I'm like, Bruce is going to want to talk about this sure. tomorrow. Um. So like, I start reading it and and. You know, there's some there's some decent stuff in it. I, sure. I get it. You know, there's like there's no amnesty or legalization no. for anyone already in the U.S. illegally or, you know, we're gonna have more ice detention, all, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I, I don't think it's going to work. Why? Because I think you just have to change the president. I don't. I don't think Congress is going to come together. Congress never comes together. They want. They never get anything done. If you want to secure the border, you're going to have to change the president. You're probably going to have to take Biden out of office. He's so going to have to lose the election. My problem with that is I don't want an imperial presidency. Okay. I don't want a president who governs by by mandate, yeah. by executive order. Oh, I like the executive I order. I want mm. the people's representatives. But they don't do anything. craft legislation. But they don't do anything. Do What's the point? Yeah, but I, but again, I don't want a king. I I don't want one. I want I want Congress to do their job. I've already given up on that. Really? Yeah, I've already given up on that. So I'm like, the only way you're going to change something is if you know if you're going to change the president. I, I, listen, I've talked about it at great length. You think that would change anything? I do. If they put Trump in there, who I'm not a fan of, but I certainly don't think Joe Biden can do the job anymore. But if you're asking me. You know who's going to do a better job on the on the border? It's it's not even close. 
It's just not. It's not even close. You can put you say whatever you want about Trump. Criminal, bad guy. Yeah, Listen, I don't like things. him either. I don't like him either. But Joe Biden hasn't done anything. And so uh, uh, but I, you now have an opportunity and you have. And again, we're going to be talking to Senator Cinema a little bit later. She's on the show. You 445, know, 445. That's what I'm believe. talking about. Um, uh, where you have these R's and I guess she's an I, right? Yeah. Independent. Uh, come together. Come up with something in the Senate. Moot point. To address the issue at the border. But you you have to go down the road of is that ever going to happen? Because the answer is No. So I mean, if your argument is democracy doesn't work, it doesn't. Well, no, it doesn't right now. I mean, like w- w- with what we've got, if, if one side doesn't. So you want come a king with it. You, you would rather no, have a king and throw the Constitution no, but, out? No, 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 no. I love the Constitution. You love the Constitution. I, I would kiss the Constitution. If you could. I, if I could. The glass that it's so on. You I, can I, kiss the glass. I could kiss the glass. Okay. I just don't feel it's realistic for us to think that this thing from cinema is going to pass. And that's where I live. I try to live in a realistic world. I don't think it's going to pass. Would I go? Would I like it? Or let's say I'm a I'm a congressman. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in there. Uh, listen, I would I would say yes. Let's do it. I've always said this. It, it addresses uh, fentanyl. It addresses yeah. the asylum issues. Of course, it addresses all the problems that not, people say is on the border. Not perfect. Nothing's ever going to ha- happen. That's perfect. We have divided government. You're exactly. not going to get everything you want without giving something up. But I think I've already given up on the fact that this thing has any chance. And that's the that's the that's the tough thing. So, so the difference is, I've given up on it having a chance. But you not have because it's not a good deal. You've given up on it, but because but have you one given party? Up on it? Yeah, because one yeah. party. Okay. Is not going to pass anything that appears to fix a problem that they want to run but on. But if it was the other side, you know, if it was a, a Republican president, well, I'm just and then you had this. this. One. Yeah, I know. But if it was a Republican president, and the Democrats kind of came up, you, with this you thing, literally they're had, not going to do it. You've had congressmen come out and say, "I'm not going to vote for anything that solves our border crisis." If Joe Biden gets credit for it, or the Democrats, why are you so, so therefore why are you so outspoken? So therefore, <laughs> they don't care about the border. They yeah. don't care about fentanyl. Nobody does. They care about the politics. Of course of they it. do. And so that's why I think it'll fail. Not because it's a bad deal. Listen, they're all bad deals for God's sake. I don't think it's a terrible deal. Yeah, but it's it's a hundred billion here, hundred yeah, billion yeah, there. It's one of those deals again, spending money we don't have on things we don't need. Yeah. But again, I at least can acknowledge you have divided government. Yeah. Which and means so, what? So, which means you're not going to. Get it you got to compromise, but and there is no compromise. There's not going to be any compromise. Okay, but that's my whole point. Well, if why would you gonna... think that Trump there would be compromise? Oh, I don't think there would be compromise. Oh, okay. I just think he'd do an executive order, and it would. So probably... you want a king? I don't think that's in a. I don't think yeah. Biden's a. I don't think being an executive want, order. I remember Doug Ducey did executive orders railing against Kathy Trump. Hobbs doing but an executive on. order, railing against Trump Who? for executive orders. This, that, and the other. I, I'm going to do this by basically governing by fiat, by just signing pieces of paper, and people said. That's not what our Constitution was set up for. We have a Congress to pass laws, but they don't not do a it. president just to write a, a but, memo and right. say, this is what we're doing now. But if they don't do it, then then I guess you've got to go down the road of executive order. And that's... Yeah, I'm not for that. Period. Any reason. Well, I, then that's fine. But but it's in reason And for that the people that are it. in favor of that, you want you want Biden to do an executive order on abortion and make it legal everywhere? Screw you guys. You know, I mean, like, he has the... If where, where do you guys want that to end? But he's the boss, and he can do an executive order but on a shouldn't. lot of different stuff. <laughs> in in your mind, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. But again, it's like, okay, I don't like everything that Trump or Biden does, and they might do an executive order. But maybe it would help. Like if if Biden did an executive order on remain in Mexico, maybe this would be better. Maybe things would be better. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do that because Trump did it. So so I guess my bottom line, Bruce, is this. I'm ready. I, I, I like what cinema put together. I, I think that that she's one of the very few people that fights. 
and actually wants to get something done. Yeah. But I acknowledge also it's not going to work because no one's going to vote for this. It's going to be very I, it's going to be very tough to pass any of this stuff. So how do you fix the border? It's not under Joe Biden. It strikes me that senators are more serious people than congressmen. Uh, also, it's uh, we'll, we'll get into that again. Uh, Senator Sinema going to be joining us a little bit later. Let's call it four forty-five. We'll have her on. If I just heard she's four, on TV right now. For four, God's sake, it's, now it's four forty forty-six. Four forty-six. Listen, okay. Don't play with Deal. me like that. Hey, um, we're going to be right back on the other side. Why did a dog get stabbed at a Valley dog park? What the heck is going on? We're digging into that story. Bruce and Gatos, outspoken, KTAR News. Boy, what a what a crazy story coming out of a Valley dog park. Okay, I got to take you down to Chandler, Gatos, and down in Chandler, you've got pretty typical time at a dog park. You got folks coming in, they're letting their little uh, you know, uh, rovers running over here, spikes running over there. When all of a sudden, it goes from dogs playing around mm. to something a lot more deadly. And really tragic. Yeah, a dog got stabbed. It's crazy. Stabbing yeah. killed. Yeah. All right. So think of this way. You got you got some dude who's coming in uh with two of his dogs, right? Opens the fence. Coming in the dog park. Coming oh, in the okay, dog okay, park. Okay, okay. So you got two you got a dude, couple dogs. They walk into the dog park. As soon as they get there, they're met by another dog. Which what dogs do, right? Hey, look, there's new dogs. Let's look, go over and say hi and I, sniff them. I'm a dog. I'm gonna sniff your rear end. This is how it works. This is how dogs operate. Okay. I don't know if there was a little bit of a ruckus. I don't okay. know if they were feeling each other out in a, in a matter of speaking. Got it. I, I don't know if there was some growling. It wasn't some huge, uh, I'm going to sink my teeth into your dog and, and bite the it ear off. It wasn't a dog fight like you've I heard. don't think so. No, no, it doesn't sound like it. So the guy walks in with his two dogs, mm -hmm. met by another dog, and the guy takes a knife out and starts stabbing the dog. Immediately. Dead. The dog. The kills do the dog. Kills the dog. And so I'm trying to think and of then this. just. And then he just walks away. I guess so. With his two dogs. Like, okay, kill yeah. dog, moving on. So that owner is is like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Right. Because I'll put it to you, honestly. If if I walked somewhere and, you know, let's say I'm with my, uh, let's say I'm with my little nephew, Duke. Okay. Right? He's Duke. four. Okay. If we're walking somewhere and a dog attacks Duke. Okay. And I don't carry a knife, but if I had a knife, I'm stabbing you're the dog. You're defending your 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 right. your, your nephew. Right. In this case, I'd probably have to use my karate, if you will, and I'd probably have to chop the dog down. And but that's just me. Okay. But otherwise, like it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. You can separate It seems unprovoked. You can separate a couple dogs with your hands, right? Right. Right? You or or if you're so if that guy is so close to the fence where he walked in, well just walk back out. So here's what I don't get. And I'm I'm not a dog owner. I've had dogs in the past, and I've gone to dog parks. I don't currently have one. You don't like dogs. That's what I hear. I love dogs. Okay. And I love kitties, too. No, you don't. Uh, Thank but you. I've been in the dog park. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you. Finally, right? <laughs> I've been in the dog park before, and um, you go there with the understanding that your dog is going to run into other dogs. Like, yeah. That's kind of part of the gig. It's a it's a dog playpen. It's it's a play date for dogs. Right. 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 But if so it gets, the idea yeah. that you, you would... You would come and you would stab another dog for approaching your dogs. Mm. I I just don't get it. I don't get it either. It doesn't add up. What if the guy thought that the dog was going was was attacking his two dogs? Do you still pull the knife out? Or and and I'll tell you this. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I can tell you why this happened. Oh, it's a pit bull. 
You the know dog which that was one stabbed. is a pit bull? Great point, Becky Lynn. Oh. The dog that was killed was a pit bull. So the dog that went up to the two, Approach. the two dogs, the dog, the pit bull went up to the two dogs who just got in. I'm telling you, the owner looks at a, a, people, a pit bull. People look at a pit bull, they get a visceral reaction. Yeah. They're like, that thing is a killer. Now, mm. I'm not that way. I've, I've, I, in my life, I've, you know, I've had friends who have had pit bulls, yeah. right? And, and every single one of them was the most calm dog. Loving. But I, right. right. But I do acknowledge the fact that, hey, listen, we've talked for, for years. You've been here for forever. Yeah. I've been, we've talked about all these, you know, a pit bull attacks. Sure. Or a pit bull ripped the kid's you face don't off. You hear about Doshown doing it. Right. Right. It's, it's not a thing. Right. It was a vicious. No, but it could be a chihuahua. A, now, a Yorkie, a Yorkie <laughs> right. poodle uh, attack. You don't hear that. Like, Do if it's a bad, if the pit bull's attacking your dog and savagely attacking it, then you can stab the dog, right? But there's no, no. Well, no, you I, have to. But what was the guy doing but, with a knife I, at the dog park anyway? Okay. That's a little freaky. Why do you come armed to the dog park? Right. Another thing. Yeah. What, it's I, Arizona. He probably had a gun also. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. But don't you think that a lot of times... Uh, a lot of people carry carry a, a, a knife in their in their pocket, like a, you know, a, a, an army knife, a yeah. army knife, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a big knife. So, it's got to be sharp, and you put it into the dog. If you, I'm not, I don't think the dog should have been stabbed. Let me take that off the table, okay? I don't think the dog should have been stabbed. But if there if there is a dog that's savagely attacking your dog, well, I guess you could you have every right. To, to try and, and, and make it stop, and maybe that means with a knife. Here, I just don't think that's what happened here. Here's, here's and I don't want to bury the lead in here. It's what, the, 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 what guy, the report says. The guy who stabbed and killed the dog yeah. just walked away. We've not found him. No one's talked to him. He wasn't arrested. He wasn't questioned. So we don't know his side of the story. We only know the but, owner of the deceased dog, as well as some other witnesses in the dog park who have said it seemed rather unprovoked from that standpoint. I don't think I need to know his side of the story. If you're not going to stick around and explain yourself, you know, there's probably mm. a part of you that feels, you, oh, you knew oh what you did. crap, I ju- you know what I just did? I just killed the dog and I probably shouldn't have and I overreacted. And once, the, if he had stuck around and everybody said, yeah, this was unprovoked, he had no business pulling out this knife. Dogs are property in this state, right? Okay, so yeah. what kind don't, of... Don't tell a dog owner that, though. I know, but yeah. I mean by the law. So so what kind of uh, backlash would he face legally? Any? There's something. There's Absolutely. got to be. I think, Absolutely. So I, th- I do want to hear his side of the story. I think you stick around. I think the fact that I he think... left, that's like yeah. a hit and run, stab and run. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And but what happens in a hit and run? See, you're you're going down the same road I am. Like if you if you if you run away after an accident, I don't know if I need it to hear says your story. Something about your your guilt, yeah. right? So the guy that's dog is dead and got stabbed is going to join us at five o'clock, Conrad. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just awful. You have a pet. Listen, I acknowledge everybody loves their pets. Um, they're part of the family. You know, uh, I, I'm not into the dog mom, their dog dad thing. Don't get me wrong, but there's um, a lot of people that are. I get it. But when your dog is stabbed to death right in front of you, and it doesn't, dog park. doesn't really seem like there was uh, a, a, a reason for that to Agreed. happen. So we're going to hear this man's story. His name's Conrad. He'll join us at uh, 5.05, Bruce. Okay. And we're going to get a chance to talk to him about this, hear more about it, and find out if there's any updates on this as they are continuing to look for the man who stabbed and killed this dog at a dog park dog, in Chandler. Dog parks forever in the valley. And this yeah. is the first stabbing of a dog.
Yeah. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't have happened. Completely ridiculous. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Parker & Sons, heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical, A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Hey, we're back on the other side of this. The Grammys were last night, all right? And is a song more popular if a white artist sings it instead of a black artist? Oh, that'll get them going, right? Outspoken with Brees and Gatos is up next. I can buy myself Bruce and Gatos, Outspoken, KTAR News. Yeah, it's us. It's a new show. We're here till 7. You and I are going to be starving at 6 o'clock, so we've got some dinner coming in. That's my surprise for you. (laughs) I like this. I know. Uh, Cinema. Cinema is coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to ask her if this deal is a DOA. Uh, She's got the new border bill. Uh, We'll see what happens. Bruce, we have have an AI on the show now, as you well know. It's about time. Well, we've got to be with the times. Becky Lynn, have you heard about this? Kids are into Um, this. I just kind of heard a little bit about it. All right. AI makes me nervous. Well, you know that. I think it's important. So uh, Tina is our official AI in the show. Tina. Uh, Tina. Tina. uh, What are people talking about today? Hey, Bruce and Gatos. Everyone is talking about the Grammys last night. Hmm. Did you hear Luke Combs performing with Tracy Chapman? Yeah. Is it okay for a white person to sing a black person's song? Oh, okay. Okay, right. Tina, slow down. Oh, geez. Slow down, Tina. Well, let's answer that question because actually that's what some people are asking, not only Tina, the official AI on the program. So, uh, by the way, let's just say this right now. It was a good Grammys. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. And one of the highlights, I think, for a lot of people was um, uh, Tracy Chapman, who originally did the song Fast Car back in uh, 1988, yeah. um, coming out on stage right. with... Luke Combs, current country singer who had a number one song with the remake of Fast Car yeah. and them performing it. And Steve, are we going to play that? Yeah, play it right here. It was really a great moment. I got to tell you, I thought one of the neatest things was, so Tracy Chapman starts playing the guitar intro for this and the spotlight comes up and the audience, you get that swell from the audience. Well, they didn't know she was there. And she smiled and kind of giggled a little bit. And she's a very serious person. So uh, she doesn't perform very often. So it was really good. I don't understand the controversy what over this. What is the Becky controversy? Lynn, you, know, you're, you and I steeped in the world of country music going back to Kim right? Country, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't understand the controversy. Uh, Here's why. I hear these people saying, well, you know, Tracy Chapman didn't get the respect that she was due when Luke Combs remade her song. I go, hold on a second. She was nominated for four Grammys that year. She won yes, for the she did. song. Yeah. She was lauded. She was best new artist. Like, she was a winner. In the 90s? 88. 88? Okay. 80s. And the minute. I mean, uh, the idea that somehow Tracy Chapman was like pushed aside and forgotten is ridiculous. She was a superstar at the time. That's right. And when the minute Luke Combs did that song, when it came out, and Mm -hmm. I think he's been doing it in concert for like six years. Okay. It's one of his favorite songs. Oh, wow. Sure. He said he he grew up loving the song. Yes, because I think his parents played it for him. And then that's why he incorporated it. I think everybody that remembered that song immediately goes, that's the Tracy Chapman song. I would hope, although you got to believe. Yeah. You gotta believe there were some people watching the Grammys last night. Ready for this going? All right. What kind of DEI woke thing is going on? They got an elderly black woman up there singing with Luke Combs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dang, Grammys is gone woke. 
I mean, you I think rem- those people were watching the Grammys last night? Okay, they might have. They might have been watching. I remember. She, I remember when she sang it. As you said, I thought it was in the early '90s. You guys said, you yeah, know, 1988 maybe. was when I, she, she actually, won for that song. I actually liked the song a it's lot. A great song. And then a couple months, a couple months ago, I heard it again. I don't. I you know me. I don't like country music, but I didn't know Luke. If Luke Combs walked, you know, into the studio and fell on top of me, I wouldn't know. Who you he wouldn't is. want him to. He's a big but guy. I'll Let's tell you that. Right <laughs> you wouldn't want him to fall. On I top think of it's you. a great remake. And and, and it's like everybody is saying. And wait a minute, she she didn't get any credit. She didn't get any credit because well, hold on. You you talk about the woke thing. She is black. Yep. Uh, I think she's gay. Yep. Okay. What else is she? What else do we need to put I, in this I, thing? I, right. You know, that, but so that's what? enough. Oh, well, a black gay woman could never get any uh, credit for doing it. That's right, not so, true at all. And by the way, her song, I think it it it, it peaked out at number six on the on the on the chart or whatever. It was number one on the R and B chart. Like she, had, it was a hit song. Yeah. It wasn't like some throwaway song, and it took this you know white country guy to bring it to prominence. Not by any stretch of but, the imagination. I, I I have problem when people try to inject race into things that I don't think it's there. Well, I, I I think he brought it back into, well, I hadn't heard that song in such a long time, yeah. and now I'm hearing a little bit of a different spin, and it's a dude that's singing it now. Okay, yeah. great. And it's got a little bit of twang to it, because it's country. A country twang. And yeah. I hate country, but I loved this song. I, I, thought, I thought it was a great remake. I also think it's a, it's a respectful remake. He puts his own spin on it, but he doesn't butcher the song. Do you know what I mean? And I've heard, by the way, and I was reading an interview with Tracy Chapman, she loves his version. Well, I'm she, sure she, she thought it was a really well well done. Well, she probably makes money now because it's been reintroduced. About and half a million been... royalties is what she's cleared off of it so far. That's so pretty far. good. Yeah, about half a million royalties. See? Why would his you? version? Right? Why wouldn't she, she love wrote it? it? Because she has gets all the writing credit for it. Yeah. So it was a good Grammys, by the way. Uh, uh, so anyway, the, the, there is no controversy of that song. It's only for people looking to put controversy yeah. into it. It is a great song. They both it's a sang great it remake. Terrific last and, they, night. and and by the way, he would. He bows to her at the end of the performance. He should. It's her song. I, I mean, she was the star of the show by every stretch of the imagination. And uh, you, you also ran into uh, uh, Taylor Swift one again. Yeah. Again. So she did something again. Frank Sinatra couldn't do. Wow. There was a bunch of other people. She won four. Is it in a row? Is it four? Not gra- in a row. It's She's four won Grammys, four. Best album. No one's no ever, one's ever won four. Yeah. I know that Sinatra was three. Yeah. I don't remember who tired. the other, yeah, other ones were, she, but they were big names. In a world of honor now. Yeah. Oh, she's so controversial, apparently. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, again, people gonna, looking to put controversy in something. Uh, you and know, she announced a new album, And right? a new album. Yep. So well, I'm already ready. Was it More just, was it just me, or was she on television just too much last night? Yeah. I mean, geez. Could they have shown a little football? Why, exactly. Uh, I thought during the Grammys. That would have made me feel a little better <laughs> if they could have cut to Travis Kelsey doing something. <laughs> Wait, was he okay. at the Grammys? He was no. not. He did what? not show up. He's no, got a Super Bowl to try and win, Becky. trying to win foosball. Hey, coming up next, she is... Your senior senator from the state of Arizona, independent Kirsten Cinema, will join us next as we talk about the border bill that she helped author. It's coming up right here on Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Bruce and Gatos, Outspoken, KTAR News. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on our, our, our debut show. Well, inaugural my, show, yes. Inaugural debut? I don't know. I, my, I used a bigger word. Go ahead. So, Gatos, 
coming out of the gate here. We got big things going on. This border bill, a bipartisan bill coming out of the Senate, uh, headed to the House, and it's already causing a little bit of controversy, to say the least. And uh, we figured maybe we could help understand it a little bit better, find out what some of the objections are, and kind of where do we go from here. But we need to talk to one of the bill's authors. She is the senator from the state of Arizona. She's now an independent, for goodness sake. So we've got R's, D's, and I's in on this bill. Senator Kirsten Sinema. Senator Sinema, good morning, uh, good afternoon. Well, it's great to be with you guys, and um, happy inaugural debut day. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. So, uh, I, you know what? I, I, the, the, the bill had just released over the weekend, basically. Uh, taking a look at it, understanding there's a little bit uh, in there. It's uh, the horse trading that goes on in Washington might be a nice way to put it. How concerned are you that you're hearing from the other side uh, of the Capitol there that the uh, the House is saying it's dead on arrival? Well, I was disappointed to see the statements from Republican House leadership that the bill is, quote, DOA in their eyes. To be clear, I'm friends with every single one of those members of Republican House leadership. And I'm just disappointed that they put out a statement that, unfortunately, had some factual inaccuracies and appears to be based on misinformation or a lack of understanding about the legislation. The reality is, guys, that this bill is the most substantial border policy offered in over 40 years. And um, while many of my House colleagues have said, well, we only want H.R. 2, this bill actually accomplishes many of those same goals, but in a much more effective way, a faster way, and with consequences that actually deter illegal behavior. Give me one thing where it helps Arizona. Well, guys, I mean, it doesn't surprise you when, when I tell you that when I started these negotiations, I wrote a bill specifically to ensure that Arizona is helped. Yeah. So I'll give you one quick example. Great. Right now, as we know, down in Lukeville, Arizona, and this has happened in the past in other parts of southern Arizona, Yuma and other sectors, massive numbers of migrants come through the desert, right? So they cut a hole in the fence and they just walk right through. Right. And then the federal government has to process all these people, and then they release them into our small towns. You'll remember when Bisbee had a large number of immigrants, so many that they opened up the town hall, the city, like they literally opened up the town city hall yeah. and filled the floor with migrants because there was nowhere to put people. Our bill ends the process of catch and release. And catch and release is what leaves migrants out in small towns like Naco. Douglas and Bisbee, Arizona. So that's one key thing that we do okay. is we're expanding detention capacity so that when people come into the country illegally, instead of getting released into the country, they go into short term detention. They are processed and then deported rapidly to their home countries. How fast is rapidly? Two, How fast is rapidly? Uh, well, um, for detention, uh, we actually have a pilot program operating in Yuma right now. Okay. And when, when, when adults come into the Yuma sector illegally and they are detained in the Yuma um, sector by Border Patrol, they are processed and they claim asylum. Then their asylum claim is refused because they don't qualify and they are removed out of the country in less than 12 days. <laughs> so they never actually walk around Yuma or San Luis. They come in, they claim asylum, they go into detention, they have their interview. 
They do not provide the proof that is needed, and they are removed from the country. But, guys, let me tell you one more thing. We're changing that interview to make it a tougher standard initially. Because right now, the standard is so easy that four out of five people who come into the country and say that they have been a victim of torture or persecution pass that first interview. And we know that they're not really going to win their asylum case. Mm -hmm. So we change that standard so that more people are turned around quickly. And that also sends a message to the cartels that you don't get to exploit our system any longer. So we'll see a drop in the number of people who even try. Interesting. She is Senator Kirsten Sinema uh, talking about the border bill, uh, the proposal that uh, she helped author that now heads its way to the House. Listen, I, I, I barely remember my schoolhouse rock, Senator, uh, but I know that it can go over to the House. Is there a chance for them to make changes, compromise? We hear about these committees. Do you think there's even something that they can work on that we could eventually pass? Well, actually, we first have to debate and, uh, and, and pass the bill out of the Senate. Okay. And so the, we'll have our first vote later this week. And if the Senate chooses to open debate on this bill, we could see a number of amendments and changes to this legislation. Okay. Um, and look, the bill is certainly not perfect, but it's a compromise. Um, you know, on one hand, I had Chris Murphy, who is a liberal Democrat from Connecticut, negotiating for the Democrats. And then James Langford, who's a conservative Republican from Oklahoma, on the other side, negotiating for Republicans. And then you guys had me in the middle, <laughs> the independent border state senator, who kept saying things in the meetings like, well, that's not pragmatic and that's not realistic. My focus is on what will actually work at the border. So we've come up with a compromise that is tough, um, but actually makes real changes to border policy. You know, there's one more thing I'd like to tell you about that's getting a lot of confusion. All right. Tell us. There's this, yeah, there's a lie happening around the Internet right now saying that this bill allows 5,000 mm-hmm. illegal immigrants into the country a day. 1.8 million a year. Yeah. yeah, that's 100% false. Like okay. 100% false. Not 99% false. 100% false. Yes, ma'am. What the bill, what the bill does is end catch and release. So when people come to the country and claim asylum, they don't get to wander around free in the country anymore. They go to detention, and then when they fail their interview, they get deported. The reason we have this um, border emergency authority is for the days when too many people show up at the border and, and we run out of beds and we can't process people quickly enough. So the border emergency authority allows us to shut down the entire border and just say, Hey guys, you don't even get to you don't even get to ask for asylum today. Yeah. Like we're closed, closed for business. And so we're it's, never it's to deal with the overflow, five, basically. It's to deal with the surges. Yeah. So when there are surges, we shut the entire border down and be like, nope, no room for you. Okay. And then when we when we've cleared our backlog, then when people come, they still don't get a free ride or a free ticket into the country. They still go into detention. They still have to do the interview. They still get removed if they don't have proof of being tortured or persecuted. So what we're doing is we're just reducing the backlog um, so that people don't get released willy-nilly into the country. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Senator, uh, we really appreciate your time today. I know you're very busy in uh, discussing and, and maybe dispelling some of the myths about this bill. Give up the good fight. Yeah, and, and you know we're going to need to talk to you more about this as it moves through the process. We wish you the best of luck. 
Happy to do so. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank if, you. Okay. If, this, if this bill wins, we all win. You know, I mean, this is a good thing for Arizona. It's a start. How's that? I think if you have a chance to improve uh, the security of the nation, you do it. Uh, I don't really care if it's a, a a presidential year, but they do. Yeah, and maybe Cinema is the only one that really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? The, you know, Kirsten Cinema doesn't put her party before America. Uh, but everybody else does in in the frustrating, Senate. Frustrating, isn't the House. it? Of course it is. It's frustrating. Of course there are going to be people that say, I don't I don't want this to pass because it'll help Joe Biden. He's Gatos. I'm Bruce. We are going to obviously be discussing this a little bit more. Uh, and some of the the challenges might be a nice, nice way to put it as well. But we're going to come back. It's a serious issue here. It's a horrible story coming out of Chandler. A dog stabbed to death at a dog park. The owner of that dog, he's going to join us. It's coming up right here on KTAR.